You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much again for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we'd be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin to, by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And breathe out that light and love and sending it to all of humanity, remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. Today we have Katie Elizabeth Chanakis, aka Kariaki. She's an artist and has been in the entertainment industry for two decades. Katie is currently the first NFT artist to release a poem on love on the blockchain. She's also a published author who recently released her book called A Lover's Fairy Tale. Katie is an artist, an actor, a producer, a director, a musician, a voiceover artist, an industry coach, a spoken word poetry artist, a podcaster, a published author, and a mental health advocate. She loves talking about health and wellness on her podcast. She's all over the place. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Katie. Thank you so much for having me and the beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to be here and everything you just said. Yes, yes, yes. And more. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. And so first, yeah, tell us a little bit about what started you out on your, your spiritual journey and what led you up to this point. Sure. Uh, I am very grateful on a macro level. My birthday's 11-11. So I'm attuned to the vibration and the frequency of infinity of 11-11, understanding, you know, the power of one and Mm -hmm. we're all one. And uh, also I was born into a Greek root. So I grew up with Greek mythology and 
Plato, Socrates, and all the, you know, the, the language and the philosophers. And that was kind of my upbringing and, and growing up in the Greek Orthodox Christian church. Um, it really gave me an understanding of religion and culture and a rock and a foundation of to understand faith and hope and to believe in something greater than myself. Mm. And with that principle, not only with self as a, uh, I'm a Scorpio. So as an observational being on the planet, being able to take a seat to observe that each individual has their own faith and religion and language that we were taught. So um, understanding these dynamics really gave me uh, a really in-depth insight to understand Vietnamese culture and in culture in France and just all different kinds of food and language and culture and, and tonality and knowing I speak Greek, but if I was in the South of France with a friend or with my um, Vietnamese family or, or in Italy and people were speaking, even though I didn't maybe understand exactly what they were saying, I could hear the tone you know, from a vibe, a frequency, like a vibe, like, you know, if someone's like talking about you or if like everyone's enjoying the song or if, if, if someone's mad or upset based on their emotion. So I was always observing emotions and language and the tone of how the vibration of how people, you know, spoke. Uh, lastly, um, you know, growing up in the in the church uh, with the language, there was also Himes and and that's where the um the word starts and the vibrations of the sound that we all you know i mean i i, I don't even know how many different languages there are over like 300 over 6000 there's over 6000 islands in greece but i'm not sure how many languages there are to date um but it all stems from um, a chant, right? When you're doing a Tibetan chant, a Kundalini chant, any chant, a hum or a om, like it all starts from that. So I was able to root in vibration of meditation um, growing up in the Greek Orthodox church. So I thought that was just like a really cool uh, rock rooted upbringing um, that made me like a solid oak tree from within. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful. Um, and I want to just say, you said your birthday is on 11, 11. That's when this podcast birth actually too, I received this amazing download on 11, 11. Uh, so it's a very powerful vibrational frequency. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It's, I, and I feel so blessed because it's like 11, 11 in the morning, 11, 11 at night, we get it mm -hmm. twice a day. And it's like, it's like, I am the gift 11, 11. And, and we are the gift. We all as individuals are the gift, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad's birthday is 11, 11 too. So I'm like, I always tease oh, wow. like, I'm the best birthday you gift you'll ever get. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's such a powerful frequency. And so, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about just, and it sounds like you really were able to tap in at a very young age at the frequencies and trust in what you're receiving and how your body was receiving that. So tell us a little bit more about what that was like for you and how you've been able to use that. Sure. Um, I also really want to, you know, pay homage to, you know, my parents because, mm. Uh, they were kids having kids at mm. 18, 19. So 
you know, my family immigrated from Greece, my dad's side of the family, uh, for a better life for, you know, their fam, for themselves, their family, and then ultimately for us. So it, it's generational, you know, and, and because of their humble beginnings and their roots coming here, and then my parents, you know, being 18 and having my sister, then having me, um, you know, as teenagers, I couldn't imagine like having a kid when I was 18 or 19, but um, they worked, you know, they, they did the traditional nine to five job and they worked and they, they provided and they put us in school and they fed us. So, so we, I, we grew up very independent, you know, my mom's very independent. Um, my dad is, and, you know, my mom taught me, you know, about like hygienically taking care of myself, you know, like all those like things for like, you know, my body and, and things. And then my dad, you know, with the culture and he was a cross country runner. So it taught me short term, medium term, long term goals. And it gave me the foresight. So it gave me a discipline as a youngster to like get involved in sports, you know, to have this really strong foundation. And so because of my parents and um, them instilling those um, values within myself, it really gave me the space to find my own soul and find my own journey and ha literally have a lot of quote unquote, what, you know, most people would call time to ask questions or, or play or explore, or be interested in, and get involved in different things. Cause I literally like had space and, you know, we all, we all take up our own space. Like we're all, we all like our own space. My big fat Greek wedding. We like our <laughs> own spaces, you know, like I need, I need a room just to think. So, so it's kind of like, it started my journey and it really, um, you know, helped me to be able to tap into these things and the silence and, and, mm. and be able to quiet the mind and have that um, level of intuition of my spleen of those hits of that mm. little voice of that little flame and voices telling me like that voice telling me like it's sacred it's a gift this is life and and most people when they're that young um, they're so distracted by electronics and noise and I wasn't really into tv I liked my little pony I like my um like rainbow bright uh, Care Bears, but I was never into like scary movies. And um, I preferred solitude and silence and just writing. I was really big into writing. So I was able to kind of play and explore with those kind of things at a very young age. Hmm. So it sounds like you had a really strong roots with what you wanted to do and, and just like those seeds that were planted at that, that time. And so tell us how that influenced where you are now. Sure, sure. Well, that's a really big question. <laughs> uh, but I guess stemming from that to now, um, I was like, oh, when I was a kid, I was a bird in a cage. And I just wanted to like bust out and expand my wings and just travel and be a seeker and see the world. And I was a poet and I wanted to be a published poet. And um, there wasn't Amazon, there wasn't self-publishing and there was all the barriers and all the hoops you had to go through to find a publisher, to find someone who wanted to mm. represent you outside of yourself, not empowering mm -hmm. self, but having a power outside of yourself to get someone to say yes, to open up a door. And then once you get an appointment or get a door, do you like my work? Like, is it your kind of vibe? Like, what if it was unique on its own and it wasn't in the realm of what they were publishing. So I'm always like a kid in a candy store. 
um, where is one place in the world I haven't been that I could go to? And I'm like, and then just make it happen. Mm -hmm. But since the pandemic was happening, then I wasn't traveling anywhere. So I'm like, you know, my birthday's coming up 11, 11. What is one thing I've always wanted to do? I pivoted the, the shift in consciousness. I pivoted my thought. What's one thing I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet. And that was, I've always wanted to be a published poet and I have all these poems. And so I decided to um, give myself a hard stop of a few months. And then I did some research and I put together 11 pieces that I wrote mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. my world travels. It's called the lover's fairy tale. And then I decided on world poetry day, I was going to release my first poetry book and I write about love. It doesn't mm. matter what kind of love, but I write about all sorts of love. And this specific book, it's all, um, I don't want to say positive love, but it's, it's, you know, it's whimsical. It's a fairy tale. The, the third one called numb is one that kind of goes into a different depth of sorrow and hurt and pain, but most of them are pretty, um, whimsical in their own right but my dear friend Robert Sturman is an amazing artist he's actually on my mm. podcast next week uh he and I did a series together with the original Polaroid that was discontinued in 2001 so they're very oh, rare. Wow. <laughs> yeah they're very rare mm -hmm. and um and I was thinking I want art I like art on art on art on art so I'm like how can I I was like thinking coupling the coupling mm. the um pieces with images and i thought you know what i asked robert sermon it came into my head i'm like is it okay and he's like yeah of course we did these together they're they're half yours mm. and so he gave me full permission and i um put these photos because when we did this series it was the essence of my being and my spirit of who I was and where my soul was going on the journey. So mm -hmm. I thought it was really apropos to be able to uh, release these photos coupled with the poetry. And then um, I decided, oh, I got a loversfairytale.com. And then I, I, as a musician, as a spoken word poet and a producer, and I created all, cause these are some of my favorite pieces, these 11 pieces. That's why I chose these ones. And some of these pieces, I produce spoken word music videos. So when you go to loversfairytale.com or my website, chinox.com, and you put in your email, I have an automation set up where you can um, put in your email and I send you a playlist of a lover's fairy tale and you can mm. hear and see from the vibration of my soul mm. and who I am and who I was at that moment. And I self-produced them all, directed, produced, got the locations, got the people, the hair, the makeup, like everything from pre-production to the idea, to the visual, to the post-production. Mm. And so during the pandemic, I'm like, I had no idea because in life we're creating, you're like, why am I doing this? And you don't know, you just do it. So when you're creating, you're creating, then then, then honing it all in, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm releasing the book and I'm not a marketer or branding person by any means. I'm like, oh, I can take a decade of these, you know, my experiences and kind of repackage it and re-release it to the world because it's, it has its own body of work. Like I created an arm, I created a leg, I created these things. Mm. And then they all kind of came together and I, I kind of tied them in a bow. <laughs> mm.
Oh, that sounds really beautiful. I'm wondering if you would be open to reading us a, a poem or an excerpt and, and telling us kind of what that the meaning behind that is for you. Would that be oh. something you'd be open to? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see which piece. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this one. It's called I Almost Lost My Heart in Monaco. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful photo. And so I was at a photo shoot that day and that's paint on my body. And then I went to Robert's afterwards and he took a photo of me um, like that. But it looks like a painting because he it took does. these tools and he carves into the Polaroid. And so it looks like a painting, um, but it's actually a, a photograph. Uh, okay, so this one's called True Love. It's called, um, I almost lost my heart in Monaco. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. Can you believe it? It was that night, that day, when I saw his pretty blue eyes and blonde hair that certainly swayed my way. I will never forget his smile, his touch, his eyes, and the way he spoke to me of poetry, of life, the excitement in his unique voice, the pleasures of my ears. I needed, wanted to hear more as we walked to billionaires. The longest mile I've ever walked listening to my new pair, singing in the rain, all pleasures, no stares. He didn't even tell me his name, and I was wooed with all he had to say. A live person, a real artist who had me right away. The spunk of his nature, the glee in his voice. Just then I knew a new love was to be true. A seek, a pleasure, is what I love best. A sweet, sweet treasure. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. We danced and had so much fun. We danced and he tried to kiss me more than just once. We had just met, everyone was watching. I really wanted to, but I knew it was not proper. Not proper in front of all these people we had just met. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. Who would have thought? Who would have known? We lasted all night with him by my side as we cruised to tip top and he made an announcement of me being his bride. <sighs> not once, not twice, but many times over. Could you imagine? I almost lost my heart in Monaco. He didn't want to leave. I wanted him to stay, but I knew for when the morning came, I looked better in his eyes as a dream. And me too, for him as a dream. We all met later the next day at the Monte Carlo Bay Beach Club for lunch. He didn't even tell me his name. Naturally, I was sitting next to him and we were coy, 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 coy and enjoyed our stay, chit-chatting, making combo, talking about our favorite fruits, his banana and mine too. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. I had to split off to do an interview for TV7, the largest TV network in Bulgaria. I didn't think twice. My heart was solid and strong. Later on, we all met up again. I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm not even sure I can get to the end. All I know is I almost lost my heart in Monaco. We were at Jimmy's, the coolest place to be. He was with me, sitting close to me. We were all dancing. He was dancing with everyone. I was a beauty light. I was a strong, confident woman. As I was sitting on the booth top, feeling grand as Paris scrolled by. I was there with my German love, putting my hands through his blonde locks, thinking 
He's all mine. He sat up right next to me and put his hands in my hair. And my favorite black heart earring fell out of my ear and onto my lap. And I looked at him sweetly and told him, I almost lost my heart. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. My tell pleasure. Us, tell us a little bit about like the meaning behind that for you. Sure, sure. I I really feel um well the stuff that I say actually happens. So if I walk you through it, it's really mm. cool. So um when I travel, I feel, you know, we're all in our circumstances day to day life. You know, the the you wake up, you brush your teeth, you you do this, you do that, whatever your routines are. And then you start to slowly remember who you are. And then the, the rest of the day is on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So I always feel when I travel, I'm just like, ah, so free when I'm out of LA, when I'm out of New mm -hmm. York, I'm just like so different, you know? I'm just like, ah, just, just like <laughs> there's this unhooked, unhinged, a different, uh, there's a difference. So, and it's whimsical and it's a fantasy and you're on the water. So when I was in Monaco, I met, um, it was the, it was during the Grand Prix. It was during the Cannes Film Festival, uh, which is the same weekend as the Grand Prix. And I was with a friend and she was dating uh, this person. And like a lot of the Germans go there to, for the Grand Prix. It's like a, a, a weekend that they all go to. It's like a big thing. And uh, so I was introduced to this uh, younger brother and Constantine's his name. And he's like a young, hot Johnny Depp, like so good. And, and, uh, and, um, and so like, I was like, you know, young and just like totally fell for him. I was like Kate Moss. He was like Johnny Depp. And, and so he was just like um, amazing. And, and like I said, like there was a big group of us and like, I didn't know his name and we like, you're in Monaco, like where the race is going to be like for, for the Grand Prix. And like, we're walking and like, literally just like walking in heels uphill for like, it's like the longest mile I've ever walked. And we get and we cruise to Tip Top, and it's a real place. It's called Tip Top. It's a place you can like Google it. And he was like so ecstatic because we were talking about art and poetry, and and he really made an announcement of me being his bride, you know. <laughs> and I was like so excited. And and um, so Monte Carlo Bay Beach Club, it's a real place. And the naturally, we were sitting next to each other, and everyone got together for lunch, and we went to lunch, and we were chit chatting. And and then I literally had a split. I was doing an interview with um you know, uh, TV seven, it's the largest network in Bulgaria. And I was at this like one, like beautiful hotel in Monaco. And literally like, um, I felt like Angelina Jolie, like, I mean, the way they treated me though, it was just like phenomenal. And I was doing an interview and they played my interview at during the Grand Prix with like everyone there. And it was like, whoa, and, and then they had me on a special tour with the official artists of, of the Grand Prix that year in 2009. And then at nighttime, there's a place called Jimmy's. It's, it's with a Z. It's a real place. And it's like where everyone goes. There's like booths and it's like every everyone goes to like Jimmy's in Paris, Hilton. Like like as she went by, you know, she's there. And like as she goes by, I think Nikki was there with her sister too. And I'm sitting on the booth top. Everyone's dancing, dancing. And I'm sitting on the booth top and he's dancing, dancing. And literally like I have uh, black onyx earrings and it, they're shaped of a, as a heart. And he came and put his arm next to me and he, it ripped out, my earring came out of my ear and fell onto my lap. And so I almost lost my heart in Monaco. So it's mm -hmm. like, 
I guess you would call it like a double entendre kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's like, I almost lost my heart. I almost lost my heart in Monaco. Like I'm yeah. talking about my earring while well, I'm talking about my experience, but like I fell in, I had a, like a love that I fell in love with, you know, during yeah. that time. Yes. So that's kind so, of like some of the vibes of the so meaning thank, of the. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, yeah, it's kind I'm of a also- long one. No, I'm also curious. So sometimes those, you know, those kinds of experiences can be really life-changing and kind of plant seeds. And and so I'm just curious, like, how, how do you feel like that experience, you know, the, what you wrote about and just meeting that, you know, person almost losing your heart there. And, you know, how did that change maybe the trajectory of your life or like plant seeds or, you know, um, what would you say that, um, how that maybe shaped your, your, your thought process or your, um, your own frequency, I guess. Well, I think I'm just living proof of the fantasy, um, and how those miracles can come true. Like you can go and meet someone and it can change your life. So I think I, my, through my vessel and my experience, I'm gifting. That's why it was so important for me to get my language and my work out there instead of keeping it all for myself, because I'm giving other people, other humans hope that they can go and meet someone in another country and it could happen. And I mean, I'm not saying I had so many people I, you know, went and had this experience with, but different places I traveled to, you know, like, you know, Brazil and so many places. I definitely like Italy. I mean, I was in, I was on a ship once and I met someone like, you know, who was like island hopping and this person lived in Italy and I ended up going to Italy and like, you know, being with this person and being introduced to their family. So, um, you know, you can have different experiences and I'm living proof of that and to get outside of myself and, and, um, you know, to make an impact for discovery and to never sell yourself short and to get out of circumstances and confined spaces. And because we get so trapped within our own thoughts and our own spaces, but to take a leap of faith and and breaking the the barriers of like, oh, I can't afford to, or, or like, oh, you're lucky or like, um, you know, yeah, for you or good on you or someone who's being jaded, you're just judging. And when you judge other people, you're just judging yourself. And when we're comparing to other others, we're just, it's a death threat. We can't compare um, mm. to others. And so, you know, it doesn't like when you're actually internationally traveling, there's a lot of vagabonds. There's a lot of you know, like people traveling and, and actually when you actually get outside of your own circumstances internationally, people are so warm and welcoming and cultured. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the money. It's not about the three-dimensional world and the superficiality of, um, you know, those things that some people are so, uh, trapped by the matrix or they're so trapped by and conditioned, you know, and brainwashed from the news that, you know, we're very primal beings. And then we get domesticated at a very, very young age of, discipline and structures good to a point but then knowing like you know 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 within the lines and then know how to color outside of the lines and then always like leave space on the canvas for the unknown and the unknown can be anything and let that unknown instead of be fear let that unknown be exciting right and as you get older um you know because i've had fear bite me too so i know how it is and i've had to thankfully have developed friendships like you know with yourself and people who are like-minded and like-spirited to maybe have a conversation like, hey, like, you know, yeah, like I've traveled around the world um, and, you know, I haven't in a, in a while and it's my first time actually when I go somewhere, I might fly alone, but I'm always meeting someone, but I'm kind of like, 
going on my own this time, one time when I went to Greece, but I was meeting up with a friend who talked to my Yaya and he had a helicopter and he, I landed in, I landed in Athens and he had his driver pick me up and take me to the, 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 the helicopter, the heliport or whatever it's called, the helicopter port. And then he like flew with his girlfriend to Mykonos and they gave me like a, a helicopter ride. And then I landed and they got me safely to where my godmother was with her cousin, with my cousin. And then I was with them only for like a, a long weekend for like a week. And then the, the concierge, you know, Butler drives me to the port and then I'm going on an adventure all by myself. I take a boat mm. to 45 minutes to Noxus all by myself. And I was exploring Greece, you know, for a month by myself. And that was my first time as a young adult doing that. And mm. so I had a girl, I had a, I had a conversation with a, um, my girlfriend, uh, Martinique, and, you know, when I was, when that fear bit me and I'm like, I don't know, cause I was sitting on, on the berm outside and she's like, oh no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. And because I like minded spirited people to remind me, like, do you know who you are? Do you know what you've done? You're a girl, you're going to be great. And to give me that spirited hope, you know, sometimes we don't have that. So it's important to develop those kind of relationships, listen to podcasts like yours and to get more into the brainchild of the, the soul and the spirit and the energy uh, to have that belief you know, system and, and that support. Cause it's, it's super important to have those things. You know, and, uh, it's, there's a lot of good stuff that you just said, a lot of good things to oh. dissect there. One of the things that really step that really stuck out in my head is when you were talking about, you know, you called up your friend, you weren't sure if you could, if you could go on this adventure by yourself. And she said, do you know who you are? And do you know of what you've done? You know, and I think that is a very powerful statement for any of us, you know, um, especially, you know, us that have gone through traumas or that, you know, are, are working to, to become better versions of ourselves, right? Stacy is an extensive traveler. I lived in Belize. So we, we kind of know, like, you know, it is possible to, to get out of the box, but there are a lot of times where that fear creeps in, you know, that fear of, of what if I don't make it, or, you know, what if it's, not how I wanted it to be, or what if I'm not who I wanted to be, or whatever. And then what your friend told you, do you know what you have done? I think resonates a lot with me. Because like, yeah, you know, I I've went through fear, I've went through trauma, you know, the, the people listening, Stacy, all of us, we have went through these things. And we have learned these lessons to make us the first people that we are now and that we will be in the future. So to, if you think about it that way, it's like, okay, well, what do I have to be afraid of? Look at what, I, what we've already done and look at what we're going to do if, for you, if you go on that, on that trip to Greece by yourself, you know, for some of us, if we, you know, if we uh, uh, gain our confidence, if we say no once instead of having to say yes all the time, you know, if we quit alcohol for an addict, if we quit alcohol, if we quit drugs, something like that, what's on the other side, you know, what, it's, it's just way so much better, you know, and that was my big takeaway from, from, uh, you know, the story behind the poem. But one thing too, and you did mention as well that you're a musician, I'm a musician too. And uh, I, you know, I'm really big into frequency music, really, really big into that. And I know you have a band called Sophisticated Psychos. And I was just wondering if maybe you could uh, kind of tell us about the band and, you know, I, Yes, you guys performed like healing frequency music and stuff. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and, and maybe where people could, you know, check you out? 
Sure, sure, sure. Definitely. Uh, thank you for your share. And this is amazing for everyone tuning in because this is this is, you know, how we connect and break generational trauma. And this is how we connect to break down old barriers and grids that aren't serving us anymore to communicate and share these energetic frequencies and create a new language and a new space. And I just really want to add value um, to like what you were just sharing too, um, that percolated for me that will shift into the sophisticated psychos. Um, so one, to conclude, what happened was when I did go on that trip, as a young um, person, as a young adult going on a trip for the very first time, I learned so much about myself. I learned, I don't need to be alone that long. Like it's important for me to be in solitude and to be alone, but I'm like, oh, I don't need to be alone for three, four weeks. Like, I don't need that. Like I'm good for like uh, four to seven days. If I want to go on a solitude trip to like Malibu or, you know, an Airbnb or something, and I need to just like re recenter, like we did at the beginning of the podcast to recenter, I need to empty my cup. I'm good for like three, four nights, seven nights, depending on how I'm feeling. I'm good with emptying my cup, reading a couple books, getting with self, and then going meeting up with friends. Mm -hmm. And I learned that about myself. So I'm so excited to know like, oh, because because some people need to be by themselves, like for longer in for longer period of time. So it's, it, it was a great self discovery journey to know more in depth to deepen the relationship with self. So then like I can be harmonious and be, you know, more communicative with other people like, hey, cool, like I'm doing I'm doing this thing, maybe in Malibu, or I'm, I'm going, you know, to the mountains here, or whatever, safe, you know, let people know where you are and everything and don't go off the grid. Right. Um, but then let's meet up, right? I think, and that that's for me, because I think by doing that, instead of meeting up and then having solitude, like I get all my gucky irritation and show up with my best self with my friends, have a good time because like I'm completely empty. <laughs> also, uh, I don't know if you're attuned to Gabor Mate, but anyone who wants to understand trauma and like we're all, we all have trauma. We're all born with trauma. Um, I binge Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E on uh, for 16 hours one day it was just it was like a sponge and just so healing and I just understood my trauma so much more and understood people so much more it's like like we go to a party we go to an event or something and it's like we're so quick to judge or oh that person said this and it's like if you don't understand if one doesn't understand like what's most people don't understand like what's going on inside of our own selves how can we really understand what's going on in other side of other people like other people don't even, they're so confused and they're so with all the shields and don't understand what's going on with, within them themselves that like, we're not really communicating, understanding one another because we all have these shields up. That's why I like to be like, blah. And cause I like kind of like, ha ha, cause it breaks the ice when I'm so vulnerable and so open people, then you become more trustworthy when you're like, oh, what's that secret sauce? Being more vulnerable with people, then it, it sheds off these like, quote unquote, invisible layers that aren't really invisible right uh so gabor mate is really amazing he also has um the wisdom of trauma documentary if you go to his website you can sign up and they release it and you can watch his his uh documentary so um oh and then lastly uh roaming free inside the cage is an amazing book so i really um, to understand resistance um i think it's really great uh on those trauma topics <laughs>
But shifting into the sophisticated psychos um, were mental health advocates. Nikki Scorpio is my music partner. His dad's gay. His mom's gay. His other mom is gay. So he's an artificial insemination. His mom and dad were best friends. And so he grew up in the LGBTQ plus a communities. And so he really provided a lot of insight and made me like a well, more well-rounded human being by, you know, gifting all of his information and his perspective um, as I hope I did for him as well. And I feel like, like, we're just like, you know, he's a quote unquote in human terms, you would think like he's the male. And then you would, by looking at him and you would think I'm the female, but I have a lot of what you, what the language would be masculinity. I grew up like a town boy. I grew up feeling like a boy. I grew up thinking like, I, I always like, I was always saying, oh, I should have been a boy. Like I was a mistake. I should have been a boy. Cause I had Anna, my sister, and then me and then my brother. So I always thought like I was supposed to be a boy and I always felt like a boy and it was like really weird and confusing because no one was like talking about things. It's like, and then people weren't talking about like non-binary then, you know, they were, it was just like, oh, you're, you're, you're a lesbian, you're gay, but people really didn't even talk about that. So he's from the Bay area. He's all into like mental health. Like um, he grew up in like understanding like black Panthers and like all of that. And he educated me and my parents grew up with like, they grew up safe in Detroit. And then the family, when they immigrated, they had to move out of Detroit because of the riots that were happening. And like, I didn't understand it all because I was a kid hearing about it. I, it was like, I was taught just like, not turn a blind eye for my family, but communities like, oh, you just turn a blind eye. It's not, it's none of your business. You stay out of it. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't grow up. I was, I'm an empath. I didn't know the language of empath, HSP, highly sensitive person, 16 mm -hmm. to 20% of the people are HSP, highly sensitive people. I didn't understand the, the language of the world. I just was very sensitive to all of it. So I never watched the news growing up. The only like two times, maybe I saw the news was like, like all the homes being burnt down and everyone murdering each other. It was like the murder capital of the world, Detroit. It's like, well, why would people want to kill each other? And why would they want to build, burn their own homes? And then growing up, understanding like different things. It's like, were they really burning their own homes? Oh, were drugs planted in these communities, right? To keep communities. Why would people do that? It was like, no, I didn't really understand the concept of it all, but that's kind of like a macro version of what I'm speaking about um, with brush strokes. But then Nikki Scorpio and I teamed up and we created the sophisticated psychos and I'm Greek. So sophisticated psychos means in Greek wisdom, mind rooted wisdom, mind. And so it's that invisible line that you walk with like faith and hope of like genius or crazy. Right. And so um, we teamed up with Subtle Energy Sciences, uh, they're on Instagram, and they have Sophagio healing frequencies. And um, I grew up in uh, the Detroit underground music scene with like all the biggest DJs from around the world, so international before DJs were popular in Western civilization. And it was like the DJ was like right next to me and it was like, yo, what up? And I became friends with all these DJs and stuff. So healing frequencies, a spiritual journey and everything. Uh, Nikki at uh, a Conscious Life Expo met um, Eric Thompson, the scientist. And during the pandemic, I was a kid in a candy store with all these Sophagio healing frequencies. And Nikki and I do music together. We also have a production team where we produce and direct uh, union projects through SAG-AFTRA. I'm in the union. Um, we have couples therapy, which has gone on to 
international awards um, and we're in the film festival circuit right now uh, producing this content. And then we put our music and all of our um, theatrical projects, short films, uh, web series, which is on the Sophisticated Psychos YouTube channel. All our music's on the Sophisticated Psychos everywhere for free uh, and all the streaming channels. Um, and since I grew up, uh, you know, in the electronic underground scene, I took a DJ music course in 2016 to learn the ins and outs of what it meant to be a DJ, to find out like what kind of DJ I am, what kind of sound I was, right? Because there's so many different kinds of DJs. If you want someone who's going to play Russian music or like Greek, like at, or at your Greek wedding or like, you know, there's different kinds of cultures and hip hop DJs different. And so I love um, like 16 bars, 14 bars. I grew up with, um, you know, electronic music. And so I created um, on Ableton after I took the DJ music program and during the pandemic, since, since things really slowed down, I took my catalog of music and I was like, yo, I have five genres here. I have hypnotic energy, full house, hip hop, um, dubstep, trap, funk, and uh, oh, and drum and bass, like six. So I'm like, yo, I have all these EPs and I'm going to release all these EPs. So October, because I'm a numbers girl, October 20th, 2020, I released my first solo EP under the Sophisticated Psychos with 639 healing frequencies, 639 healing frequencies fosters forgiveness for self, for others and our communities. I felt mm -hmm. I needed to do a lot of forgiving of myself, of my past choices. I needed to do a lot of forgiving of a lot of things. And I felt like on a planetary level, we all needed to do a lot more forgiving of one another. Mm -hmm. So my vessel was attuned to 639 healing frequencies. And then throughout the months, the months went past, my vessel moved into removing guilt and fear, removing guilt and fear. And I was visiting my family um, at home and I love house music and DJ Bad Boy Bill is my friend, you know, since I was, you know, a teenager and he's like the best house DJ in the world. And I paid homage to him and dedicated the EP to him. And I, I titled it full house because I was like at home and it was like the full, full circle. And, and also I really sit on my mom's birthday because, um, you know, our parents and people, they, they put a lot of pressure and things onto you, whether they know it or not, we take it on, on a psychological level. So I, my vessel was after forgiveness, my vessel went to removing fear and guilt, removing fear and guilt. So full house is encoded with 396 healing frequencies, which removes the guilt and the fear. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm getting ready to release my next uh, three more EPs and they're all encoded with healing frequencies. So I'm really excited that we teamed up with um, Subtle Energy, Eric Thompson, the scientist that put the healing frequencies in and they're subtle, they're silent. Um, and then Nikki Scorpio has these amazing uh, Sophagio healing frequencies also in CBD. So he's encoding our music too, which is really, really cool. And my podcast is about to be encoded as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the vibes of healing frequencies and what we're doing. If, um, if people are attuned to it, it's not about the macro. It's like, it could be now, or it could be maybe in five years, uh, it calls to you and it's an energetic vibration and connection of, of meeting and, and hearing it and healing. And, you know, you can listen to it while 
you're working out or, you know, cleaning the house, doing homework. So. So when someone, if someone were to go and, and start listening to that and um, what kind of intention would they have to set to receive that healing or the frequencies? Mm, mm -mm, no, mm -mm. like some of our music, we don't even say there's healing frequencies in it to make mm. it a thing. Some we do. Mm. Um, it, you, you, there's no need to set an intention. I mean, if you're attuned to it and you want to cool, but um, it's, it's going to happen either way, whether you're conscious of it or not. So just like when you're watching TV, like, um, you know, we're, whether you're conscious or not conscious of the brainwash and, you know, what society's telling us and the brands mm -hmm. are telling us whether we're into it or not, it's in that people say that could be an energetic way of negativity. This is an energetic way of energy of positivity, you know, and, and whether you're conscious of it or not. So, so Katie, I'm just wondering if you could maybe tell our listeners, um, some ways that they can use this information to improve the quality of their life and achieve their highest potential. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say, uh, Google quantum physics. Um, and also there's a book by, um, Alejandro Younger, it's called uh, Clean. It's amazing. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's in uh, the ninth chapter out of the 12th chapter. It's not only clean, like physical detoxification, but it's uh, like noise pollution, but detoxification on a psychological level and, um, and um, quantum detoxification, understanding the subtle energies of quantum detoxification. So um, attuned to his book and you can get it on audio for free on overdrive. You can download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free um, to understand the science uh, behind it and, and the meaning and the messages. So uh, I would definitely just be attuned to uh, like Kundalini yoga, Tibetan meditation, uh, Google Sophia healing frequencies, you know, get involved in yoga communities, just have the conversation. And the more we have the conversation, like we are now in connecting with like minded and spirited people, the more we're like a collective consciousness. And so, you know, when we break down the, the justifications of not knowing and we become, and we shift into curiosity and we keep coming to the mat, literally the mat of life. And we come with an open heart and why? Cause we have over, over 40,000 neurons in our heart alone. Mm. It's a lot. And our hearts are very powerful and we're very powerful as human beings and our voice and our sound and our vibration, they're very, very powerful. When I DJ, there's these DJ pools and you can download the clean version of the dirty version. I feel it's a social responsibility as a human being. What am I doing with my part? What are you doing with your part? So it's the quality of the questions and the quality of the answers from our communities, from the people we talk to, from the what podcasts we listen to, the books we listen to or read. And then not only about intaking this information, but actually applying it, actually testing it out. A to B testing, like what works for you? What makes you tick? Like, like what's for you isn't for someone else. And you're going to find, you know, you might feel alone. I felt alone for such a long time in so many ways because I was confused or I was scared or I didn't have the communication to talk to other people. So that's why I, you know, open my mouth and I start messy and I say it and maybe I'm not saying it perfect and maybe I'm not saying it right. And people are going to be like to me, like, oh, like, well, didn't you say this like to a lot of people like, like oh, didn't you say this? 
yeah, maybe that's where I was and that's what I was taught. And maybe I was ignorant at the time, but I'm evolving and we're all evolving together. You mm-hmm. know, there's a really great book by Plato. It's called The Republic. And it's, um, it's all about, in a nutshell, it's all about being just and unjust. So as, um, you know, as a human, human being, that's what we call ourselves, right? Human beings. As a human, it's like, are we being just or unjust? Is this just or unjust? Like it, it could be of a tomato. Is this so like a, like a delicious tomato or this tomato needs to be like tossed out because I could get sick if I eat this tomato because it's not fresh anymore. Same things with the people we're connected to and the things we're listening to. Like, is this going to bring me joy and the language of happiness and fulfillment and on a healing cellular level? Like mm-hmm. what I'm attuning to, what I'm listening to? So all circling and saying like, um, as a DJ, there's these DJ pools and there's, you can download the clean version or the dirty version. And if I'm at a charity event or a party, if I'm, I'm playing something, people who know the dirty version, they're going to hear it in their head, like the placebo effect. But the people who don't know the song who are hearing it for the first time, like I'm not with like quantum detoxification and being a ripple effect. I'm not implementing that, that word, that sound, that vibration of something that's going to be toxic to hurt an in, another individual. I don't want to do that. I choose not to do that. So as a creator, I feel like I have a social um, responsibility to be very aware of, you know, what I'm attuning to and what I'm sharing with other people. And me as a philosopher, as a seeker, I went out to get this information. So I urge you to be the same and explore and discover what makes you tick and what attunes to you and what doesn't. And, and there's so many scientists out there and facts, and especially with Google and the resources, like be interested and just go find the books, like, you know, on whatever topic and you can, you know, heal and attune and understand factual information. Cause when you understand the facts, then you can have a, a great Oak tree to stand from to be like, this isn't for me or this is for me. So I hope the sophisticated psychos is for you and that you enjoy it. Absolutely. That was, yeah, I think it's really important. You made just a lot of great points there, you know, just recognizing one, our humanness and two, that we really, you know, we have the responsibility to go seek out what is going to resonate with us and everything, you know, not everything's going to resonate, but just pick and choose and find what does. And then you'll be matched to that vibrational match as it as it comes up and as you find you know and and your tribe because your tribe's going to evolve too over time um the way it's supposed to be as you evolve and heal those layers you know so, what i'm gonna yeah oh, oh go ahead sorry no go ahead um a couple things it's like one of my shamans shaman harry paul you can google him shaman harry paul he's from new mexico he lives in la you know, he's like, we're here for one long moment. What are we choosing to do? Right? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Like, (laughs) we're here and then we're gone. So it's up to us. Like this visionary thing of the excitement, it kind of gives us this motivation to obtain things. That's cool. But we're not taking it with us. We might not even take our memories with us. If you, you know, they're trying so hard there's so many studies on like trying to heal dementia you know and like people aren't even remembering their experiences and their family members and their people like you know you might not even remember your memories like with with what could be happening especially if you're if people are involved in toxic communities and toxic pollution and processed foods and putting these things into our body temple right it's our Mm -hmm. choice it's 
we're here and it's a gift. There's a TED talk. It's one in over 400 trillion that we're actually here. So the fact that we three connected here is like on a quantum level is magnificent. And then for the viewer and the person attuning in, it's not by chance that you're actually here. It's like very intentional, whether we're aware of it or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, I, I believe there's absolutely no, no um, mistakes, right? It's all in perfect quantum divine timing and that, you know, we have co-created this beautiful space together. And so Katie, tell our listeners about how they can find you and what you're currently working on. Chinakis.com is my last name. So everywhere on Chinakis.com, you can find all my platforms, uh, loversfairytale.com is my book. I'm on all the social media platforms. Um, I'm currently focused on uh, getting on network television and becoming a household name and empowering everything we just talked about to the masses and, and to, to, to more people. So I'm on, I'm on this mission and also to be a household name, uh, not only in TV and film, but in animation voiceovers. Cause, uh, I do voiceovers every single day, commercials, um, you know, um, video games, things like that. So animation is my number one favorite. It's so much fun. Cause you can be wacky and silly and you can mm-hmm. be big as, as you want. And a director can always bring you down. And it's really important to like, you know, be big because they can always bring you down but if you're down they don't know they can always like bring you bigger and I feel like that principle applies to life too right like really go for it like go for it make it happen right why not I know a lot of people they're they're just so scared of what other people think and say and I mean even when you're going into a store and like oh I don't want this person to think I'm stealing something I don't want this person to think this if I don't take it to the counter first like so people are so scared people are walking around so scared and we need to you know share to not be so scared you know it's like yeah yeah there's just too much of that going around and that's not why we're here I agree. I think that's a, you know, a big piece, you know, of like really tapping into our, our sovereignty, right. And letting go of the fear that we, we've all been conditioned to, to be. Um, and I just wanted to say too, we will put all of your links in our show notes so people can easily find you. Okay. And so thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing you. your, this, this conscious conversation. It's been yeah. really beautiful. So thank you. And thank you I for listening it. to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you. Love you guys. Take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye. We at be the love podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals 
which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.